Hello, I'm Gemma Frith and welcome to Wolves Weekly where I'm joined by club commentator Mikey Burrows. How are you doing Mikey? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, what a winning weekend yes. we had, Yeah, It was amazing. We had a full set of wins this weekend for the first team against Fulham, the under-18s against Sunderland, the women's team against Watford and the under-23s against Newcastle. It was a full set um, and it's just great to be back to winning ways, really. Yeah, it was really nice and I, I think there was a little bit of pressure maybe on the under-23s on Monday. Um, it was kind of a bit of a joke with some of the coaching staff when they were getting set up and prepared when we were setting up all the Wolves TV equipment you know kind of you can't really let the team down you can't let the club down uh, having had everybody <laughs> else win um, but then they produced something special I know we'll come on to that a bit later on mm. but it was a uh, it was really enjoyable and it was lovely to see lots of different aspects of the club and we've talked in the past about that kind of one pack mentality and it was really nice that everybody got to share in a little bit of celebration. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and of course, it all started on Friday at Fulham with our first win in the Premier League since February. Um, 1-0 win. Of course, some late drama from Adama Traore, his first goal since December 2019, which is amazing to see. Um, he, of course, mostly contributed to that goal that went in at Leeds, but wasn't accredited with it. So this is his first actual goal that he can call his own um, for over a year. So amazing to see that and amazing to secure the win at the end. Because I think it was really deserved on Friday. Yeah, I think uh, in a way, Jem, I mean, this season has been such a strange season for lots of different reasons. And I think expectation had probably grown over the past couple of years because of what the team had achieved mm -hmm. and because they haven't quite been at that level throughout this campaign for lots of reasons that we've talked before on our episodes of Wolves Weekly. If you want to hear all that, go back. You can listen to them all again. Very <laughs> um, on demand. Yeah, I, I think in a way, to me, it was a classic Wolves away performance. And if that had happened in previous seasons, especially with crowds in everyone would have been absolutely delighted because mm. they went to a team who were desperate for the points, who yeah. were going for it, and especially towards the end, made loads of attacking substitutions. And Wolves controlled the game for massively long periods, scored a wonderful goal for William Chose, mm. which should never have been ruled out, and then got the last-minute winner, which was reminiscent of Adama Traore away at West Ham, which feels like an awful long time ago now, like way back when we first got promoted. Classic away Wolves performance. Deserved the win, got the three points. Lovely stuff. If we got to nil-nil at full time and Adama hadn't scored that last-minute goal, we would have felt robbed because I think William Jose's goal was amazing. I was so happy for him to have finally got the goal that he deserved so much. And that offside was, was so cruel, was so cruel. And yeah, it... <laughs> I know that they say with VAR, offside is offside. The lines are drawn. You know, it could be a toenail offside, but it's offside. It was a very difficult one. I'm just pleased that we managed to get a goal back to secure us the win that was that was so deserved. Yeah, look, there are there are many things with VAR, and I have said many times previously that I support the introduction mm. of video assistant yeah, referees. Absolutely. I, I think there are, you know, there have been too many instances in the past where things could have been cleared up by technology and we didn't have it available. Other sports did. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing that we are trying to bring this in. It is just comes down to the application sometimes and consistency, because if every goal got 
chalked off in that manner, if every goal was looked at in that manner, then I guess in a way you could accept it. But some some VAR wouldn't have looked at that goal. They would have simply gone, yeah, that's that's clearly, you know, that's level. Mm, that's yeah. fine. That's, that doesn't need the drawing of the lines. And I think it's the drawing of the lines that probably gets most people annoyed because it feels like we're trying to find a way to rule out a goal when the whole point of football is to score goals. <laughs> and if something is, you know, you can tell by the eye if something looks like, oh, that, that could well be off. But the Daniel Pedence thing, when you have to go to that fine millimetre to to find a reason yeah. to deny the goal, that that really, I think, sticks in a lot of people's throats. And we were very angry on Match Day Live Extra and at half time. I don't think we spoke about anything else mm. in that first I half. It was just simply about <laughs> VAR. Yeah, it was it was it was disappointing. But as we said, we got the victory in the end, and it'll it'll all be it'll be forgotten in a way. I think it it, it didn't cost us the results. Um, unfortunate for William that he still hasn't technically got his first goal with us now, but it will come in time, and he's got the confidence now of having his first ball hit the back of the net. So um, yeah, we'll see more from him over the coming weeks. Anyway, I'm sure. Yeah, and it told a, it kind of glossed over a, a bit of a story, really. In obviously, we'll come to Pedro Neto getting injured, mm, yeah. but in terms of Wolves' young players and players coming from the bench, and we had this big chat gem on the Friday show before the game about not seeing the substitutes as replace, you know, like replacing people who aren't playing well type thing. Mm -hmm. That. You have different roles within it. And they use this terminology in England rugby about starters and finishes. And for me, Fabio Silva is a game finisher. Yeah. William Jose does the hard work for 60, 70 minutes. And then on comes Fabio to finish off the game. Yeah, absolutely. And it was Morgan Gibbs-White who played the ball to him and, and got fouled in the process. Let's give credit to the officials because Jonathan Moss played a really good advantage there. Fabio with a wonderful pass and Adama then made the most of it. So credit to Morgan and credit to Fabio for doing that finishing role that meant that Wolves went to the 94th minute to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it does come down to it being tactical substitutions and, and Fabio did really well. We're seeing some amazing performances from Fabio Silva over the last few weeks. He has really come into his own and um, we can see that he's going to be a player that we're going to cherish and is going to be a really strong part of the Wolves side for, for hopefully many seasons to come. Um, let's talk now about those injuries, as you said there. Of course, we had the awful news last week about Johnny being out for a long time with his ACL again. Um, Pedro Neto now has significantly injured his patella in that match on Friday, um, his kneecap, and he is going to miss the rest of the season, unfortunately. I believe he's um, getting surgery on his knee, um, which is just devastating particularly for him as well in his personal career I imagine he would have been part of the Euro squad this summer um and that it must be a really challenging time for him yeah indeed and it, he's a such an exceptional young talent and he's had an incredible spell really where he's come into the team at a young age and you know from pretty much from midway through his first season last season he's just grown in importance in in what he does for this t for this side but there is an element i think we've probably forgotten because our medical team are so good mm. that injuries happen in football lots of teams suffer this kind of stuff we've just whether we've been incredibly lucky or whether it's been down to to how good 
the physios are, and there's probably a little bit of both in that. Because I remember a season a couple of years ago, Jem, where Nuadico and Jordan Graham both mm-hmm. did cruciate knee injuries in the same season. And we hadn't had a lot of injuries for the years building up to that. So to have two in one season felt like it was incredibly excessive. And then we've kind of gone all the way through to now yeah. without having that again. It, it just happens. And, you know, there there are so many things where sometimes it's an innocuous challenge. Sometimes, you know, it's someone turning in a different way and losing their footing. It can happen in the worst circumstances. He's a young player, Pedro Neto. He will come back stronger. Yes, absolutely. He probably needed a little bit of a break anyway because he'd been playing an awful lot of football mm-hmm. at a young age. We saw, actually, how he used lockdown one to build himself up physically and get himself into a different shape. Mm. And that's happened to a couple of the under-23s that I want to touch on later. And so hopefully for Pedro, he can use this time now to enjoy some a little bit of rest. Yeah. And then the hard work of getting himself back to that same level. Yeah, and I'm sure he's already looking forward to that return. He's such a hard worker. Um and we know that he'll come back stronger. Of course, we also had the news that uh, Ruben Neves is self-isolating um, due to testing positive with COVID-19 as well. Um, but in some positive news, Willy Bolly should hopefully be back this week. His isolation period has come to an end. And we saw the return of João Martinho on Friday as well when he came on to replace Pedro Neto. So before we move on and speak about the under-23s and also Wolzumin and their success from the weekend, let's have a look to that next first team match at Sheffield United on Saturday. Um, the kickoff time has actually changed due to um, His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip's funeral taking place on Saturday. Uh, we were originally a 3pm kickoff. We've now been moved to 8.15pm on Saturday. So slight change of timings. Um, but yeah, we're going to be at home to Sheffield United. Again, similar situation to last week. Facing a team at the bottom in the relegation zone. It's going to be a tough side to come up against. Yeah, I mean, look, unlike a broken record on this, sometimes they are all tough in the Premier League. Yeah. And that's exactly <laughs> what Nuno says. And that's probably from years and years of, of being around. Nuno has, has made that rub off on me. I th- look, they've had a tough season, undoubtedly. And the managerial change, they are trying to you know work something a little bit different. Mm. And they will come, though, with a little bit of freedom, I think, because... You know, look, they're in a a tricky situation that they are highly unlikely to get out of. And Mm. sometimes that releases a team to to play a little bit more freely. I think they were okay uh, away at Leeds and ended up just losing that game. And then they got well beaten by Arsenal at the weekend. So undoubtedly, Wolves will be favourites. And hopefully we can go out there and put on a decent performance. Wolves were really good at Sheffield United uh, for the opening game mm, of this yes. season, I think you know we were in front after only a couple of minutes and and never really looked back in that game. Um, again, that feels like an awful long time ago. <laughs> now. Long time ago. Wow, it feels um, like last season. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, because the seasons have just rolled into one they, another they in the last two together, years. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I think it'll be interesting. I think there'll be some really interesting questions. You mentioned João Martinho. Will yeah. he start? When he came on against Fulham, uh, they immediately switched back to a back three slash five, whichever yeah. way you want to look at it, um, which I thought was a really interesting move because there's a lot of people that uh, have talked about going to a back four and think that that might be the way forwards. It may well be, 
but I think there was a big sign on Friday that with a certain personnel we have, yeah, we are more comfortable, comfortable with five. I don't know whether you agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's what we saw. It was. I mean, I don't know how many minutes it was exactly when Pedro went off, but it wasn't long into the game. Um, as you said, yeah, we had been with a back four, which is what we've stuck to in the last couple of weeks. We have seen that again more from Nuno. It's like once we've lost Pedro Neto, once we've lost certain members of the team, actually the team operate best and are most comfortable with the back five. And that was, um, that was what we went back to. So... It's great to see Jean Martinho back inside, and I do hope perhaps he'll be starting this weekend. I hopefully have Willy Bolly back as well. It'll be interesting to see if with those both back in the side and both hopefully starting, whether we will start with a back four again on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see what Nuno decides. But of course, this weekend, we also had two other victories, as we said, or well, three other victories, including the under-18s. Um, firstly, Wolves women. What an absolutely fantastic story. We spoke last week about how they'd got through to the third round of the FA Cup um, against a side in the tier above them. So an unexpected win after four months without playing, but they worked so hard and they managed to get through. And then on Sunday, beat Watford, who are the team at the top of the division above, 4-1 in the FA Cup and are now through to the fourth round where they're going to be facing Blackburn on Sunday. An absolutely incredible story. And I think they can go even further. Well, I wonder what it was like for you watching it. (laughs) uh, Obviously, you were there in person for the Nottingham Forest game. Yeah. And then um, for lots of different COVID reasons, we had to Mm -hmm. kind of scale back um, how we covered the game at Watford. And I know you were watching because you were messaging me during the game. (laughs) Uh, Because genuinely, there was myself, Claire Hakeman, the former Wolves player who was doing the commentary with us, um, and then two other members of our staff working the the Wolves TV operation. And then you had Jenny Wilkes, the Wolves chairperson and her partner. And that was it. Like, we were the Wolves contingent. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And so I I wonder how it felt watching it on our Wolves TV coverage. Oh, it was amazing. We could we could see you and Claire the whole time on the opposite <laughs> sides of the camera, so I could keep an eye on you whenever the whenever the camera went past. Um, it was amazing. I was honestly, I was darting around the living room. I was so pleased. It's I I get so excited watching Wolves Women. I think I said this last week. You know that you know how much it means for them, and I just I find myself so so emotionally involved in it. I really am so pleased for them. And what yeah, what a fantastic win. The goals just kept going in by the second half. It was just amazing. I'm sure they were probably relieved it didn't go to extra time like it did last week. Although there was no danger of that um shortly into the second half. So yeah, it was um absolutely incredible to watch along from home. But even with with a sort of reduced Wolves team at Watford, I bet it was still amazing to be their pitch side again. Yeah, it it just felt like something special was happening again. And uh, look, I've I've you know generally been a bit of a fan of women's football. You know, I've watched the major tournaments when they've been on telly and stuff. But I can't say I've ever been to watch a game in person before. Mm-hmm. And genuinely, I'm a complete convert. <laughs> I, I, there was a great piece on Wolves.co.uk recently talking to some of the players, and mm-hmm. one of the comments that they made was that they don't like to be compared to you know the men's game and stuff mm. that it's different and it yeah. and it's and it is but when you watch it that difference just makes it so exciting and entertaining and there is an, there are players in that Wolves team that genuinely if you, you know if people are listening to this and they've got a young boy or girl who wants to be a footballer make them watch it because there yes. are players in there like Jade Cross who plays in a manner where 
she's so quick but she's constantly thinking and she's on the last shoulder of the defender and she's chasing down everything and she puts real pressure on. Mm-hmm. And because of that pressure, she forces mistakes. We saw it with the Forest own goal and then we saw it with her open at, at Watford and she nearly got another one at Watford on <laughs> yeah. Sunday. So genuinely, if you've got a young boy or girl who want to be a footballer, who want to see how the game should be played, for me, I love that. There is a, a commitment and a courage and a bravery. Those are the yes. words that Dan McNamara used after the game mm. that I really enjoy watching about Wolves women at the moment. Courage and bravery was what I was going to use to describe Jade Cross. She puts so much pressure on. She just runs at everybody. She, she really, I imagine she'd be quite intimidating to play against. She was absolutely incredible to watch and she has so much energy and so much pace, particularly obviously in the Nottingham Forest game the week before as well, playing 120 minutes. She was still running full pelt by the end of that um yeah incredible and there are so many talents in that team oh yeah i mean look we could go for them all but i just want to <laughs> highlight this one thing right because uh, i because as you mentioned we were on the opposite side of the camera yeah right so like and there was all these pillars in the way so my view was a little bit obscured of kelly darby's goal right okay and, and when i watched it back on the highlights like i mean anamorphic pings a free kick drilled across the penalty area and kelly darby does like a paolo di canio-esque off the ground <laughs> volley because i thought it was just she met it at the far post because there was players in the way as well we were quite low so i couldn't i knew she turned it home but i couldn't see exactly how yeah, she'd exactly done it and i'm watching it back going that's unbelievable <laughs> it was absolutely amazing to watch it they are all such a talented talented team um, and it, it really is a pleasure to watch them it really is and if any anyone hasn't watched any of our streams yet I highly encourage them to tune in again on Sunday where the women will be facing Blackburn um, the stream will be available on Wolves TV YouTube and the app so make sure you tune in for that one it's always an exciting game and hopefully another win that would be absolutely incredible for them to get even further into the FA Cup um, and, and so so deserved and of course to finish Mikey the under 23s you were there on Monday how was that match? Yeah, the third game of my weekend. Yeah, bitter one for point. you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, obviously we now have three games in three days mm-hmm. coming up on Wolves TV this weekend. Um, as I mentioned before, they were under a little bit of pressure to produce, and not just because all the other teams at the club had won over the weekend, but they just slipped in recent weeks. They hadn't won for a couple of games. They had a couple of draws, a couple of defeats. Last time out was a very heavy defeat to mm-hmm. Villa, though they were severely weakened at the time because of the, the timing of the game and the international break. A lot of players were with the first team, yeah. uh, so weren't available to play. And so they needed to get a result to get themselves back into the promotion playoff shakeup. Newcastle had been struggling this season, but the the division, because there's only 12 teams, it's very kind of congested anyway. So there's not a huge amount of difference between a lot of sides. But honestly, James Collins' team was probably the best performance of the season. They were superb. Oh, and they dominated it. They got a great goal through Austin Samuels. He then got a second in the second half. And they just went from strength to strength. Theo Corbinu, yes. who might come into Nuno's reckoning now that Pedro Neto is out, as we talked mm-hmm. about before. You know, it was a vital time because he hadn't scored since December. Scored for his country, for Canada in the international yes, that break. that was amazing. But he hadn't scored within the 23s since the win over Albion in December. So it was vital for him to get a goal to to boost his confidence. And they were just really, really, really good. And they've got some big games to come now. They, you know, they, they're not 
anywhere near safe in those playoff positions, but results kind of went for them on Monday. And they have the small matter of a local derby coming up <laughs> at Kidderminster as well. So as part of our massive three-day weekend... Yes, it's going to be a busy um, one again. Yeah, uh, you know, hopefully they will continue that form. They comfortably beat Albion in December. Albion, uh, they actually won on Monday, but um, they've been down the bottom of the table all the okay. way through. So for local rivalry purposes, yeah. It would be really nice to see them go out there and do it again. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully we'll be talking again next week after another full weekend of wins. That would be absolutely incredible. I'd like to keep the streak going again. We had a bit of a streak back at the first half hang of this on, year. Hang on, you can't, be, you can't be claiming that it's anywhere near down to us. This is outrageous for me. <laughs> It is, it is. It's because of Wolves Weekly, Mikey, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. As you said, of course, the injuries actually provide an opportunity for some of our younger players to potentially get on the bench, get into the first team squad. And yeah, it would be amazing to see more of Theo. As you said, got his international goal in Canada. I think he got it like, hadn't he just been subbed on? And then a, f- a few minutes later, scored for his country, which just shows the talent that he has. And for him to get the, the third goal as well on Monday, um, I think he could be a real asset to our side. And perhaps this is his chance. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's, uh, he's an interesting talent, shall we say. He's, he's a bit of a maverick player at times. Um, but there are some other really good talents. And I, I said I wanted to mention a couple of players, Christian Marquez yeah. and Nigel Lonvike, the two centre-halves. Lewis Richards has played in defence as well. He played left-back on Monday. But Marquez, we, people have known about him for a while because Nuno took him to the Asia Trophy when he was 16. Yes. And... He's had a little injury this season and he's clearly gone away and been in the gym. And it's fascinating to see because a lot of the Wolves under 23s are actually effectively 17, 18 years old. Mm. So you are seeing them develop every single week. And we've now got to a point where he now looks like a central defender. You know, he's he's stronger. He's filled out, shall we say. And Nigel has as well. And, you know, they're both still 18 years old. But they're starting to look like, wow, they are potentially very good players, Jen. Oh, that's exciting. Big, strong, read the game really well, get stuck in. They can play with it uh, on the deck. I like, I like, I like, add Lewis Richards in. And I mean, Jack Scott, don't want to rule him out, but those three especially, I'm big fans of. Well, we've got the future of Wolves potentially playing in those matches. So um, if anyone wants to watch the Under 23 stream, they're playing again on Friday, is it, Mikey? Uh, they are playing on Monday. Monday, Monday. Yeah, so we have the first team Saturday night, the women on Sunday. Yes. And then Monday from midday, make sure you tune into Wolves TV for the big local derby against the Baggies. A full weekend of exciting Wolves football. Well, that wraps up everything for today, Mikey. Thank you so much, as always. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And I will see you at Sheffield United on Saturday evening. If you have any questions you'd like to ask us in particular, then all, as always, reach out on Twitter at Jen Frith and at Mikey Burrows. And we'll see you next week.